0: You know how we always say that South Africa is a movie? Well, (laughs) this week, like every week in South Africa, bombshell after bombshell after bombshell. A viral piece of South African propaganda has been exposed to be totally nonsense. Jacob Zuma made a serious tongue slip at a rally of his new political party, MK. And just in the last 48 hours, one of South Africa's most famous names, economist Tabi has been exposed as a fraud for lying, saying that she had a PhD from a prestigious institution that she doesn't have. So, (sighs) welcome to News Worth Knowing. This is the first ever episode where every single week we, on the issue, take a second to look at the biggest or at least the most important, some of the most interesting and consequential news stories that South Africa has had in the last seven days. We try to figure out what we need to know, and what they might mean. So this is news worth knowing on The Issue with Dan Corder, as we try to pull our way through three big news stories that have broken in the last seven days. This is The Issue with Dan Corder, because we all know that South Africa is a movie. Welcome to the watch party. South Africa is wild and overwhelming and on this show we explain, analyze and understand the biggest news stories and issues facing this country every single week. Two episodes of The Issue come out every single week on podcast and also in video form on YouTube and we also release weekly exclusive episodes of interviews and analysis on Patreon. Go find us there. Lastly, if you're new here and enjoy the episode, it would be so wonderful if you clicked subscribe or follow. It makes a huge difference as we develop the show going forward. Right, let's get into it. Before we get into those big stories, something really exciting has happened on the issue this week. We have launched our Patreon. It's exclusive content just for patrons of ours if you're willing to spare us $5 a month, which is currently around 90 bucks. It's across on Patreon. You can just search The Issue with Dan Corder. What we're doing there is exclusive interviews with experts in their fields on massive, massive topics, obstacles, challenges facing South Africa all the time. And the first interview that we've put out dropped just yesterday. It's with Brindy Kreft. She's a superb South African economist currently reading her PhD at The Oxford University. And unlike Tabi I'm about to tell you about, this is a very real PhD that uh, Brindy is doing. And Brindy's specialization is in the labour market, in why South Africa has got such a messed up, twisted labour market. Why our unemployment crisis is world record breaking and seemingly can't be beaten. And we had a long and wonderful conversation that you can find on Patreon about why our labour market is the way that it is. Why our unemployment is so sky high, and what it's going to take to try. And fix that. Really interesting across on Patreon. You can go and listen to one or two minutes as a taste teaser there already. And then if you're willing to subscribe and spare us uh, around 90 to 100 bucks a month, be lovely to see you there. We are going to deliver an exclusive piece of premium quality content there just for our Patreon subscribers every single week. So, first up on news worth knowing today, Jacob Zuma had an awful oopsie at a campaign rally for his new MK Mkwanta Web party. We don't know how long that name will be the name because the ANC is in court to try and get it back. But if you've been living under a massive festive season shaped bender, what you need to know is that in December last year, Jacob Zuma extraordinarily stabbed the ANC in the back. He came out and he said he wouldn't campaign for them. He didn't want anybody to vote ANC. He said that everyone in the ANC leadership right now are sellouts and apartheid collaborators and he implored everybody to try and save South Africa by voting for this new political party that had just been invented called we Sizwe, And since then he's been openly campaigning for them. And essentially placing himself in a kind of like leadership position. Total leader of the party. And this is a massive deal. It's keeping the ANC up at night. It's haunting them in their dreams. And will probably have an enormous effect on the upcoming election. Uh, we actually made a whole episode on it. So if you want to go back and listen to that. Uh, it's on podcast and also on YouTube. It's a literal dedicated analysis of what Jacob Zuma has done to the ANC. But mm-hmm. just in the last few days, Jacob Zuma was videoed at a rally and he was spouting radical revolutionary words about change and saving South Africa. And then he said, Hamba, we will vote our the ANC. I to ANC, sorry. <laughs> That's why you need to vote, ANC. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was like the political version of screaming your ex's name out in bed. Actually, it's even worse than that. It's like it's like screaming out your ex's name in bed to your new lover after spending the date night at the restaurant before then, dragging and cutting your ex to filth, describing them as the worst. You're so over them. You're done with them. They make you sick. They treated you so badly. And they, your ex is absolutely not a thing to worry about for this new person you're dating And then you screamed out your ex's name in bed. Mm, It's not good. It's not good at all, but that was a big news story this week. Now, for the second story, and I must warn you, this needs a bit of a trigger warning because the story deals with a horrible, violent crime. So please be aware of that as you continue listening. So you may recall a few weeks ago, breaking news of a family gardener called Pardon who had been accused of brutally uh, using an axe to murder. A woman called Nadine Tablanche and her son, André Forster. This became a worldwide news headline far beyond Alberton, where this awful attack took place. Uh, a bunch of uh, aggregated Twitter accounts, like particularly one called End Wokeness, which has got a huge following, like millions of followers, jumped onto it. And they essentially made it look like the gardener had been found guilty. Uh, a black man. And they said, look at this brutal axe murder by a black person on a white woman called Nadine, particularly an Afrikaans white woman and her son. And then the tweet ended with open quotes, kill the Boer, close quotes, is just a song, implying that it was kind of this consequence of like a race crime where the racial dynamic of a black person attacking white people was prevalent in this case, and it was somehow linked to Julius Malema and the EFF's Kill the Boer struggle song that they sing quite often. And immediately, this tweet from End Wokeness was spread all around the world. You saw tons of hashtags about white genocide in South Africa, and about farmers being killed or Afrikaners being killed, and all of these different other aggregator conspiracy theories accounts picked it up and regurgitated it, in America and Europe and all over the place. Really, really awful story. Well, then, just a few days ago, Freddie Stapleberg was arrested. Freddie Stapleberg is a white man who was the long-term partner. He was dating Nadine to Blanche. And it turns out he is now being accused of the murder, the brutal murder of Nadine and her son. And the accusation is credible enough with enough evidence that he has had to make his first appearance in court. So now we see what really went on here. To be clear, Freddie Stapleberg's not been found guilty either. Just like the family gardener was just accused at the time that that tweet was made by Endworkness and a bunch of other Twitter accounts. But you see exactly what happened here. Something terrible happened. A brutal, awful killing. A tragedy. And a bunch of people with agendas to sell this notion This allegation, this conspiracy theory that there's this genocide against white South Africans took advantage of it immediately. They knew that the gardener had not been found guilty, was just accused. And they just took that information and spun it immediately, making a bunch of allegations about what was really going on. And it went around the world. And it's incredibly sad because. All of the people who read that original tweet or read the copycat tweets or heard about this story from the tweets on like alt-right radio stations and conspiracy Facebook platforms, they're not going to hear this news of Freddie Stapleberg being arrested. They're not going to, like, this news is not going to travel as far as that original allegation, which we now know is nonsense. But that narrative has already been spread around the world, even though End Wokeness, basically, the Twitter account confessed by deleting its original tweet. The damage has already been done. And that is just so sad. And it's it's deeply evil. Nadine Tablanche and her son Ruandre Foster suffered an awful tragedy and were killed in the worst of circumstances. And these people exploited their death, their murder for their own ends to try and build more fabrication on their conspiracy theory that there is a white genocide in South Africa, and farmers and Afrikaners are being targeted. It's so evil, and it's so sad, and I just wish there was a way that the debunking of bullshit could be spread effectively to everyone who saw the original nonsense and heard it and all that. And this is how conspiracy theories are built. People spread wild, unsubstantiated, often nonsense, or at least moments in court proceedings like this where it's too soon to say what has actually happened. And they flesh out these horror stories, these clickbaity, blood-filled kind of nightmare scenarios. And unfortunately, they then get embedded. So I'm very glad that the case is developed and the boyfriend has been arrested. But it's another sad example of this horrible, targeted, strategic, calculated attempt by certain people online to build this conspiracy of white genocide. And it's so divisive and it's so, so, so disrespectful of the two people who unfortunately lost their lives. And the last big news story that's unfolded just in the last 48 to 72 hours, and it has taken the media by storm, is about Tabi Now if you don't know Tabi Leoka, she is a superstar and a genuine bona fide inspiration for millions of South Africans, particularly black women. She's an economist who has been at the top of the game for a very long time. Tabi Leoka rose to prominence in South Africa after getting an exceptional university education in England. She got a PhD from the London School of Economics, one of the most famous and prestigious, particularly economics focused universities in the whole world and since then she has been a director at MTN South Africa and Anglo-American Platinum, she's worked for the Ruperts, she's currently on the President of South Africa's Economic Advisory Council, massive, massive deal and a genuine bona fide star inspiration for so many South Africans. Until two days ago when a news story ran that she actually has lied, she did not get a PhD from the London School of Economics at all. Seems like she may have faked her qualification. And then, in a classic case of foot-in-mouth, she did a very high-profile interview at a Johannesburg radio station where she said, no, 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 I did get a PhD. I did get a PhD from LAC, the London School of Economics. And then the host said, but we can't find it. Why can't you show us? And she said, oh, no, I am... I used a different name. That's why you can't find it. And I don't want to give out this other name. Maybe it's the home affairs name, my birth name. I don't want to give it out publicly, but I'll give it to your producers. And then your producers privately, I'll give it to uh, them. And then they'll search for it right now while we're live on air. And then you'll see. And so she, in private, off air, gave over her, her alleged other name. And the host on air said, well, my producers have looked under your other name. They haven't found anything for that either. So she then said, oh, no, but South African publication Daily Maverick had cleared her of the charge of uh, faking her qualification and she threatened legal action. And then Daily Maverick came out on Wednesday morning and said, no, 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 Tabi Looka's Ph.D. appears to be a figment of her imagination. We contacted her a while ago to ask her about these allegations. And Daily Maverick said, for weeks, we have sought answers from Laoka requesting copies of her alleged Ph.D. certificate and thesis her undertaking to provide evidence has come to nothing. They never cleared her. Then even more digging was done. I just Googled Tabi Lorca very simply, and I ended up on a website which has a profile of her for ACTS, Afrique group, where she is a member of the board of directors. And it says that she holds a PhD in economics, but not even from LSE, from the University of London. So which university is it? Like, I mean, if different boards that she's on are saying different universities, I mean, that's not good for her claims, for her reputation. And it's so hectic because Tavi Luoka has testified under oath in a court of law back in February 2017 that she had or has a PhD, 100%. She said, I did an MSc in economics and looking at economics and economic history and then a PhD in international economics at the last two, the University of London and LSE and then she was asked, when did you get your latest degree? And she said in 2008. But there's no evidence of that. She didn't send through a PhD, which you would think she has. She kind of implied that maybe there'd been a mess up on the university side, University of London and or LSE, which is why it's not online. But the universities sort have of said, no, we have no record of this under any of the names. And I'm sorry, but like, if you know how universities work, they always make their PhDs available online. They always make sure they have fastidious, correct records of their PhDs and even their master's programs because the way that universities are ranked in the world is based often on their research output and they get an enormous amount of funding from governments and private entities, corporates, for the research that they put out. That's literally how they make their money. That's why so many universities offer free or heavily subsidized master's and PhDs because they want these, they need these to come out from students so that they can get higher rankings and better funding. So it just doesn't make any sense at all that the University of London and LAC, two of the world's most prestigious universities, would make such a mistake. And surely Leoka would have had email correspondence she could show when she did her, from when she did her PhD. Or official certificates of awarding her a PhD. Or even just photos from class or graduation or whatever. None of that exists. And I know in South Africa, we have an absolute scourge of people claiming that they have qualifications. And then we discover that they're fake from Matthew Lani to Mr. I bought a qualification online. Natasha Mazzoni from the DA for a while, her Wikipedia page said that she was a qualified lawyer. She came out and said, no, she wasn't. And that she had nothing to do with the Wikipedia article. But like, why would somebody else write a beneficial piece of fake news on your Wikipedia if they weren't wanting to help you, Natasha Mazzoni. Anyway, she said she had nothing to do with that and confessed. But until she had to confess, everyone thought that she was legally qualified. So I know that we have this problem, this scandal in South Africa, but to lie like that, to say that you have a PhD, which is something so easy to validate from a prestigious university, and to think you would just get away with it. And to be clear, she's got away with it for like, what, 15 years? So she has got away with it. I don't know why you would do that. The strategy is so disastrous. I don't know if maybe she just got a big head on her shoulders and said in a casual conversation or a job interview, oh no, I got a PhD from LAC the one day and then that lie stuck and then she had to repeat it again and again. Now she's just had to keep saying it all these years. But it's so disappointing for her unless she does come out and prove that she did get this PhD, but it's almost too late now. It's almost like she would have been able to prove it in the last 24 to 48 hours. So that's the drama with Tabi Leoka. So, all in one week, that is the news worth knowing. This comes out every single Thursday on podcasts and YouTube on The Issue with Dan Corder. Thank you so much for listening. A reminder that you can watch this episode video version up on YouTube. And once again, go check out our Patreon for that wonderful interview with Brittany Kreft. See you in a few days. And remember, South Africa is a movie. Welcome to the watch party.